0: Soon they take their football more seriously, don't they? No problem. The NFL's got you covered. Let the games begin. Touchdown! Hello and welcome to the Touchdown Talks podcast. Thank you for listening. This podcast is hosted by myself, Spencer Taylor. The purpose of this podcast is is to talk NFL football as well as other football all year-round, including during the offseason. Without further ado, welcome to today's episode. Touchdown! Alright, welcome on into Touchdown Talks. This is going to be a quick episode. Just want to quickly go over some of the latest breaking news from this week since the last time I recorded an episode on Sunday. And also going to go over just some quick thoughts as we head into the championship weekend here and I'll give my a bit of a preview and some predictions for the two games that we'll have coming up but getting right into the breaking news from this week if you haven't already heard the biggest headliner of the week is that Jim Harbaugh has found a new home Jim Harbaugh will officially now be the head coach of the LA Chargers As was rumored for quite a while. This last couple weeks or so. He was thought to be. A front runner there. And vice versa. Chargers have been. Pretty much since. The regular season ended. The Chargers have been thought to be. One of the top teams that would be going after Jim Harbaugh. Sure enough. They go after him. They get him. Make the moves necessary. Obviously it bringing in a coach like Jim Harbaugh, a little different than just bringing in, say, a up-and-coming coordinator or something like that. Obviously had to pay more money than they would have for other candidates like that. And then also the other thing with Jim Harbaugh is the Chargers will have had to agree to basically give up a little bit more control, basically give Jim Harbaugh a little bit more say over personnel and other things that go on in the building, which I'm sure sounds like they were more than happy to do being that the chargers in LA, they're starving to kind of get out of the narrative that they're cheap and that they're, you know, the forgotten team of LA, you know, they really haven't had the best first few years since their move to LA. So obviously their ownership, they want to correct that. And, Bringing in Jim Harbaugh, in my opinion, is a perfect way to do that. I don't blame people, including Chargers fans, for having doubts about whether or not the Chargers will charger it up, as you might say, and still somehow not be able to, you know, reach the peak, reach a Super Bowl, you know, have the desired success with him. But I mean, Jim Harbaugh, love him or hate him. Whatever you think about the you know the cheating allegations with Michigan, whether you believe those or not, whether you believe that was really on him or not, either way, one thing you can't argue about with Jim Harbaugh is he's definitely a high caliber coach, co- coaching candidate, and has won basically everywhere. Again, co- coached in the NFL, coached in college, both places, every destination he's coached at he has improved that program and got them to at least a level of success that they weren't even approaching before you know even all the way back to his time at Stanford got them much better than they were before went to the 49ers they were in the Super Bowl of course not that long ago it feels like in the the iconic uh, power outage bowl that ended up was also a Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh matchup. That was 49ers-Ravens that year. Jim Harbaugh was able to get the 49ers to a lot of success, which before and after Jim Harbaugh left the 49ers, they had some struggles for a good amount of years on each side of that. And then he goes to Michigan, has been there for basically a decade, which is pretty much the longest stop he's had. As a coach anywhere, just because one of the knocks on Jim Harbaugh that I've been hearing is that it's no secret that Jim Harbaugh may be a bit of a different type of guy. Maybe at some points, especially for, you know, owners and top people in in franchises and programs, he might be one of those types of coaches that doesn't necessarily care what you think, you know, has ideas of how he wants things to be run he knows what he needs to do, but also because of that might be a bit stubborn, maybe a bit hard to deal with, you know, in the office and things like that day to day. So that's been part of the narrative around why he's moved around so much, but now there with the Chargers, we'll have to see, you know, it'll it'll now be Jim Harbaugh teamed up with Justin Herbert, certainly the best coach Justin Herbert has had in his NFL career. And honestly, I'm of the mindset that Jim Harbaugh with Justin Herbert really has a chance to elevate Justin Herbert back into that discussion that he was in when he first entered the league of, is this another AFC quarterback that can regularly compete with the likes of Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and even Patrick Mahomes. And honestly, I do think you know they've got a lot of work to do they're going to have to let go of some pieces. You know, they've got expensive players on defense and an offense. They, they aren't in the best place uh, cap-wise, but if they can let go of a few pieces, they're aging, do well in a couple drafts, and that's the thing too, is one advantage that Jim Harbaugh is going to have is that coming from the college game, he's going to know a lot of prospects, and he's going to have a little bit more, a bit of a heads-up, and a bit of an advantage over coaches who have only been in the NFL for, you know, the last four or five years. He's been in col- in the college game for, as I said, about a decade now. So all these players that are going to be coming into the NFL draft this next few years, many of them he will have looked into them as, as recruits back when they were coming out of high school and things like that. So he should have a bit of a leg up there in that sense. So we'll, we'll have to see how that pays off for the Chargers but I really do think that if you're a Chargers fan you should have fair reason to be optimistic. Again, it might not necessarily be an immediate turnaround. It might not necessarily be, you know, a Super Bowl contender next year, but I'd say give it a couple years at least and I'd say in 2 years, even next year, I wouldn't even be surprised if the Chargers make the playoffs as a wild card team, but certainly two seasons from now in 2025 wouldn't be surprised at all if they are a very good playoff contender at least a wild card team being they are in the AFC West which of course is going to stay very competitive and difficult as long as Patrick Mahomes is there you know they've also got the Broncos there who have Sean Payton who really seems to be getting that program turned around and then the Raiders which who knows they may end up falling and kind of maybe not necessarily falling. I don't know. They might be better as well, but that whole division could be one of the top divisions this next year or two. And then moving into other head coach hiring news. I mean, really after Jim Harbaugh was hired at the beginning of this week, a lot of dominoes fell around the league. Uh, Following right up after Jim Harbaugh, the Carolina Panthers made their head coaching hire for going into this upcoming season. They hired Dave Canales. Dave Canales is or was the Buccaneers offensive coordinator. Obviously did pretty well with the Buccaneers this last few years. I I don't know for sure how long he's been the offensive coordinator there, if, if he was there through all of the Tom Brady years or just some of them. But either way, at the very least, was there this year with Baker Mayfield, and Baker Mayfield had really a career year, pretty much, so understandable that the Panthers would go with them. Obviously, also, unfortunately for the Panthers, they're really just kind of, as far as job openings for head coaches, their franchise is pretty much easily the least desirable head coaching job. So uh, obviously it was pretty unlikely or near impossible that they would really get any top-name candidate. So that that's what they got, and we'll have to see, hopefully, for the Panthers. I mean, again, they've pretty much hit rock bottom this last few years, so hard to imagine they can't figure out how to improve in the next few years, but we'll see. Uh, and then the next domino to fall this week Uh, This was just a day or so ago. The Atlanta Falcons, they make a move and hire a new head coach, and this is the big one because the Falcons had been rumored to be the leading possible landing spot for head coach Bill Belichick. However, instead of going with Bill Belichick, the Falcons have hired new head coach Raheem Morris, who was the offensive coordinator for the Rams and obviously that speaks to itself they they had a really good year really outplayed expectations this year and so yeah that that move makes some sense you know and and the the rumors around Bill Belichick and the, the Falcons in some ways it felt weird but there was enough around it that it does sound like those rumors were legit from what I've been hearing from NFL insiders today, it sounds like the sounds like Bill Belichick. Most of the interviews and meetings he's had so far with the Falcons were with the Falcons owner, and sounds like the owner of the team was really interested in the idea of bringing in Belichick. Sounds like you know some of the rest of the front office was into it as well, but with Belichick, kind of similar to. Jim Harbaugh, Belichick kind of demands and is going to be demanding of any team that takes him. He he wants control of personnel, and that's the problem is I think most sports talk show uh, broadcasters and people that I know and trust, and I would agree, most have the same sentiment that as much as you respect Bill Belichick, Belichick as a coach, you know it's really hard for any coach to, outside of these ones like Jim Harbaugh, who have success and are coming right out of the college game, you know, where maybe for the next two, three years, they've got a little bit of a leg up on knowing college players better. With Belichick, the problem is, is yes, he's got the success as far as rings and things like that, but since Tom Brady left, the Patriots obviously weren't very good at all. That's why he's not with the Patriots anymore, and really the last three or so years, really even more, even before Brady finally ended up leaving, they've just become more and more incompetent-looking on offense, and just especially as far as the the problem with giving Belichick the keys to personnel is he with the Patriots, he was controlling their drafts the last few years, and they just, they've never drafted offense well at all. Never had, I mean, as far as Pro Bowlers that they have drafted, they've had a, a Pro Bowl punter, and that's about it to speak of. So, really, if you bring in Bill Belichick, the other thing is, too, it's likely not going to be a long term deal. So, you know, you kind of want to see if, You know, you can make it work for two, three years, hopefully have some success. But best-case scenario would be bring him in for a couple years, convince him to let somebody else run personnel. He runs the coaching, especially on the defensive side, because that is what he's really good at. And then you might be able to have success. But anyways, because of that, Falcons, not enough agreement in the front office, so instead they go with a younger, more new Coaching prospect. And then the final news I wanted to go into for the second, I do have some more news here in a bit, but the other news that came out for this week is that the Chicago Bears did hire a new offensive coordinator, and they hired the offensive coordinator from the Seattle Seahawks. So he's going to be coming over. And that offensive coordinator is Shane Waldron. So he will be the new offensive coordinator with the Chicago Bears. And I was also hearing today, don't know if it was made official yet or not, but it sounds like with him is coming the Seattle Seahawks quarterbacks coach. He will be joining the Bears, I believe, which makes sense. Oftentimes if you have a a head coach or coordinators make moves, oftentimes assistant coaches that are below them will follow as well so offensive coordinator from the Seahawks coming over also with the quarterbacks coach so that makes sense and as a Bears fan kind of hard for me in my opinion to really read into those two hirings too much I mean again it's still huge question mark what are the Bears going to do at this point are they going to obviously Eberflus is staying at least for this year under Iberflus, how are they wanting to move forward? What What is the plan between him and Ryan Poles? And obviously in the offensive coordinator coaching search, it sounds like they did talk to candidates about that whole conundrum. And I don't know what the decision is, but either they'll trade away Justin Fields and draft Caleb Williams or maybe another quarterback later, or they'll keep Justin Fields trade back in the draft and in that case if the Bears do trade or if the Bears do keep Justin Fields I'd like to see them maybe trade back just a couple spots grab Marvin Harrison Jr. out of Ohio who's he's being projected to go in about the third spot in the draft so you know trade back get him maybe gain you know another late first round pick or something like that uh, or, you know, an extra second. I mean, they would they would get a lot of picks for moving back. So, you know, get Marvin Harrison Jr. there, and then, you know, next go to building up the interior offensive line and then also a lot of the holes that are there on the defensive side of the ball. And being that Eberflus is a defensive coach, likely will be able to have success with drafting successful defensive players so also wouldn't be surprised if the bears do go somewhat heavy early on on defense but we'll have to see there Uh, again as far as the hirings for the head coach and or for the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach hard to say you know hopefully you know again whatever quarterback the bears end up with i hope that they can you know get the best out of them You know, it's just unfortunate the Bears have had a notorious history of just not having any quarterbacks pan out, no matter how good of a prospect they were coming into the league or where they they were when they came from another team. And, yeah, and, and a lot of the times the coaching has been part of that, just never having the greatest coaches. And, again, this is part of why I've said it before, I do kind of wish the Bears had moved on from Matt Eberflus, especially if they were confident enough that they could have landed a coach like a Jim Harbaugh or a or a Ben Johnson from the Lions. You know, an offensive-minded coach would have been great, especially if the Bears could commit to keeping them for at least 3ish years or whatever, just at least long enough to give the new quarterback or even Justin Fields and another quarterback if you need to draft one later. Give them time to develop under an actual offensive coach and steady coordinator spots and things like that. But nonetheless, we're moving forward with Eberflus, so I'm going to, you know, I'm going to support the Bears. I'm going to cheer for Eberflus, hope for the best. And and you know, to the credit of Shane Waldron and that quarterback's coach, again, I don't know too much but I mean about them, but at least I know they've they've been with the Seahawks in the most recent couple years, and I think part of the draw for the Bears with them is that it sounds like Shane Waldron, his offensive scheme isn't too much different than Luke Getze, which kind of sounds like a bad thing as well, especially if you stay with Justin Fields. You know, who's to say it's going to really improve? But to be fair, the other thing I could see being an argument for their hiring is Is that they did, you know, this year he regressed a little bit back to what he was before, but sort of this year, and especially in 2022 in that season, they really did get Geno Smith to outperform expectations there in Seattle the last couple years. So, you know, really being that Pete Carroll was there, more of a defensive coach himself, maybe a lot of the credit for. Geno Smith playing the way he did goes to the offensive coordinator. So if that's the case, if he really, he and the quarterbacks coach, if they really are that great with quarterbacks, who knows, this might be a good surprising turn for the Bears franchise, which I'm all down for if that ends up being the case. Now that I've had my time to rant on about the Bears, let's go right on into the conference championship matchups, and I'll just give you my quick thoughts and a bit of predictions. I don't know. I don't even know if I want to call them predictions. Just because I honestly don't know what to confidently predict. <laughs> I, I, I feel somewhat confident in saying that I think both of these two games. Very likely will be one possession games in the end. I think these will be very close. And I also would not be surprised at all. If we have at least one upset this weekend. So to start off with the earlier game both games will be on Sunday the first game will be the Chiefs at the Ravens currently the Ravens are favored by four points that's been the line pretty much all week hasn't really moved a whole lot at some sports books have moved it down to three and a half at times but currently it's at four in most places and I think that's honestly four is at a number where In my opinion, I would prefer to take the Chiefs covering. Not necessarily confident that they'll win, but at least as far as betting on it, I'm willing to, with the number at four, I'm willing to bet that the Chiefs can keep it within less than that. So I really do think this this Chiefs-Ravens game feels like one that could either be low scoring or surprise us and get higher scoring in the end, but I think it'll be a very close matchup these two teams also have very great historic kickers. Obviously, Justin Tucker. And then for the Chiefs, Butker is also a really great kicker. So that could play a factor for both these teams who have some of the best quarterbacks in the league right now in Mahomes and Lamar. You know, Mahomes really the best quarterback in the game right now, one of the best to ever do it. Lamar. Likely going to end up being the MVP this year, and he's played really well this year as well. And if he does win the MVP, this will be his second, and Mahomes, to his credit, has two MVPs as well. So two really great quarterbacks, really great defenses on both sides. They both have great players at so many similar positions. Both have great tight ends. You know, really Hall of Fame level tight ends. Both have some great defensive players as well. And, you know, just stars everywhere. So it'll be a fun game. If I have to pick this game, I will say, just to kind of go along with my playoff predictions before the playoffs started, I'm going to predict the Ravens to win it. I think it'll be close. And I'm going to solidify my score prediction here in the next couple days, but say for now I'll say it ends at Ravens winning 24-21 no, yeah, 24-21 something like that Uh, but yeah, I think the Chiefs keep it close. Moving to the second game that would be the Lions at the 49ers. I think the Lions will keep this one close. Currently and for most of the week The 49ers have been favored by seven points. And I think this one, this one's one that I think the, I think the 49ers will, they've they've got a chance to end up making this a two possession game, but I really don't think so. I think this Lions team is different. I think they'll keep it close. And this is the game, honestly, that I kind of hope and honestly think we might see, an upset. Again, either of these games I could see an upset, and I really do think we will see one in one of the two games. But, I, again, the Lions currently at 7 in favor of the 49ers, but a couple times this week I've seen it go up to 7.5 and, and even 8 a couple times. And I actually, when it did get to 8, I took that. You better believe I took it. I bet some money on it, so I've already got that that on the line. So I do hope the the Lions can keep it within eight. And I, I really do think they will be able to do that at the very least. But, you know, these two teams, the Niners and the Lions, very similar teams. Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports 1 this week has been saying multiple times that he feels like the Lions are just a younger version of the 49ers, which I kind of agree with. Makes sense. I mean, if you look at their their positions, at each spot, really, they anything that the 49ers have, the Lions have that, but in many cases just the younger version of it or the newer version in in, in a sense. being the, For the 49ers, a lot of their players, their coaching staff has been there longer, but the, the Lions really do feel like a younger version of the 49ers. So I think it'll be close. Again, 49ers, Ravens, those two teams will be the ones that are at home. Both of these games are the one seed versus the three seed. And I should mention, too, going back to the Ravens Chiefs game, I failed to mention the other big news for this week was the Ravens have activated Mark Andrews, their star tight end, off of IR. He's been missing for quite a few weeks now, and the Ravens have still had success without him. So he'll be back. You know, we'll have to see how healthy he is if he's really all the way back to 100% do they kind of want to play careful with him just in case they you know want to reserve him a bit for the Super Bowl but again going up against the Chiefs you may have to pull out of the stops anyways to get past them so but but either way though having Mark Andrews back really great news for the Ravens but yeah so to sum it up my predictions are going to be the Ravens win close Again, we'll say 27 24 for that game. And then I think for the Lions at the 49ers, I think this one could very well be a high scoring game. I've got this one going 28. uh, Let's go 28 26 in favor of the Lions. Lions get the upset on the road. Lions go to the Super Bowl for the first time in franchise history. And we'll see what they can do in a couple weeks in Las Vegas against the Baltimore Ravens led by John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson. But with that, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy conference championship weekend and come right on back to this podcast either Sunday night or Monday. I will have a episode reacting to the two games and yeah, thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next one.